Hello and welcome to Women In, the podcast about women making strides in their fields and in the world. This week on Women In, we have Paulina, the EHS engineer. Paulina Castrion is an environmental health and safety engineer in aerospace based in Los Angeles. In her work at Lockheed Martin, Paulina works to keep the environment, our communities, and her employees safe. Paulina is a first-generation Latina Chicana college graduate and is extremely passionate about helping other women of color achieve their goals in STEM industries. On our social media, you can find her speaking about the daily life of an engineer, the challenges that women of color face in STEM, or just a cute picture of her and her dog, who popped in a few times during the interview. It was a pleasure to speak with Paulina about the best and most challenging parts of her job, the mentors that helped her along the way, and where she sees her career progressing in the future. Uh, what industry are you in? So I'm in aerospace. So I do environmental health and safety engineering. Um, it's a long title. So working in aerospace for Lockheed Martin, uh, that's pretty much my specialty. I went to school for environmental occupational health and double majored with industrial hygiene, uh, graduate in environmental engineering. So yeah. Yeah. What does an average uh, work day look like for you? Ooh, that's hard because it varies. Um, so as for an environmental health and safety engineer, uh, I guess it varies because my job essentially is to work in hazardous, dangerous areas and make them safe. So it really does vary, especially within aerospace. I'm on, essentially on all programs. And sorry if you hear little noises. I have my, my dog here. So he's going to be walking around. But, yeah, sorry. Um it really does vary. So with an environmental health and safety engineer degree, you can kind of focus on whatever specialty you want. So if you, let's say you want to focus in environmental, with environmental, you can focus with air, you can work, uh, focus with water, you can focus with anything environmental hazards. For occupational health and safety, you focus a lot with industrial hygiene. So from occupational exposure. So especially working with aerospace, we work with chemicals. We'll chemicals throughout an exposure can affect your body, affect human health. And then of course, the safety with mitigations and risk assessments on those controls. So every day is a different day. So for a perfect example, tomorrow I'm working on a lift program. We're actually taking a plane and we're going to actually rotate it and flip it a full 360. And as we're doing in a full 360 rotation flip with cranes and operations, we also have quality engineers who need to check the specific parts before they go out, you know, and they go out for testing for flight line. But from a safety standpoint, number one, you know, the crane is secured, the plane is secured, there's nobody underneath the plane because this plane could have, you know, potentially fall, have a really high risk. Um, from a safety side, does everybody have the right PPE on, the right harness, the right hard hats, the right safety glasses, steel toe boots? And from an environmental standpoint, we need to make sure because uh, this particular program, this particular plane needs to be in a controlled environment, meaning temperature. It can't have a really high temperature, like too cold or too hot due to the paint, because the paint will over time deteriorate and chrome out, and we don't want that. So it's all of these different factors that I have to look into. It changes every day. What's the best part of your job for you? Ooh, I say it's working with people and like helping people. I think for me, a lot of people don't always uh, they, a lot of people don't know what environmental health and safety is, number one. A lot of people don't even understand it, number two. Um, and number three is when I actually get to do my job and then a process goes right how I want it and then an individual will come up to me and be like, hey, because of you, I get to keep my eye and see my daughter or because of you, like I get to keep my job or because of you, I get to live another day. It's really, really essentially helping people. It's almost like taking all of those wonderful engineering and 
public health admin terminology and like making it super easy for our operators, our employees. And at the end of the day, making sure they go home safe to their loved ones. Like, and any type of uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematic world you want to go into, we all want to go and do our job. We want to do a great job. We all we want to make sure that we produce a great quality of work, but we all want to go home safe to our loved ones. So. Great. And um, what's the most frustrating part of your job for you? Uh, I get that I look very young. <laughs> so because as a woman in STEM and engineering, you know, I just hit my big 30. So I'm excited with that, but it doesn't matter. The industry that I'm in, it's a very male dominated industry. And there's a lot of, I guess, uh, individuals who've been doing it for, you know, 15, 20 years. I'm five years in. And, you know, I've had uh, colleagues of mine like, oh, you're the same age as my granddaughter. Thank you, but please don't treat me like your granddaughter. <laughs> you know, I too went to school and I feel very confident in what I'm doing. So, I think that can be sometimes frustrating is just having to work with the different generations and making sure that they understand from like Gen Z millennials, we're here to do our job and we want to do it right. Yeah. Um, so what drew you to engineering and health and safety engineering uh, specifically? Yeah. So um, originally when I was in college, I didn't even think of going into STEM. I actually went into journalism and communications and I ended up taking an elective, which was EH101. And I learned more about the topic or the field, and I instantly fell in love with it. I really like the idea of this public health and this combination of engineering combining it, because essentially that's what you're doing. You can work anywhere in the world. You can work in any type of environment from pharmaceutical construction, oil, makeup, cosmetics, aerospace, and you have to pretty much take these two, two wonderful concepts. Again, I love medicine. I love engineering. Put them together and throw it out there and make it work. Um, so do you experience uh, sexism in your industry? <laughs> yes. Uh, so my last job, actually, um, I was in aerospace. It was another aerospace facility. I was the only female engineer there. Mm-hmm. And there was over 700 employees and over um, over like 200 engineers. And that's like manufacturing engineers, civil engineers, kind of a whole wide of different types of engineers. I was the only female engineer. And I was the only female environmental safety engineer that they had that they had hired in the past six years. So I, when I found that out, I knew very well that it was going to be I was going to have a tough time, uh, you know, reaching to people, uh, people just getting past the fact that yes, I am a woman. I'm a woman in upper management. You haven't had a woman here in like six years. I'm sorry, that's a you thing, not a my thing. I'm still here to do my job. So I have had my encounters. As a Hispanic woman, do you feel that sometimes you feel um, you you experience racism in your field? Yes, I talk about this one a lot. There's a lot of discrimination. Um, You know, there's this stereotype, and I've always said this with Latinas. Me personally, I do not call me spicy. I am not a chile. I am not a vegetable. Like, no, I'm a human being. You know, I've I've had get a lot of that, um, especially too in my field, working particularly in aerospace, let alone my field alone, environmental health and safety, there's not a lot of Latinas. There's not a lot of people of color. It tends to be more prominently male and white men dominated. So the fact that, yes, I am a female, I'm a young female, and I am a Latina person of color is always kind of alarming to some. Like, wait, how did you do this? 
just like you did. I went to school. I took a test. I passed and got good grades and I worked really hard, you know. Um, But I think it's also that perseverance and that motivation, that dedication, like I said from the beginning, not giving up. If you want it, you can go get it. Just don't give up. Um, So when you were growing up, uh, who were your role models? Did you have any, did you know anybody in engineering? Did you have any women role models? No, you know, that's another thing. When I was growing up, I didn't have anyone in my family who did STEM, let alone even go to college. Um, I was a, I'm a first gen, like everyone in my family, me and my brother are first gen. No one in my family uh, went to college or immigrants. So it was new to me. I kind of went into it blindsided. And as I started going into school and to college, and as I take, took my undergrad and my um, graduate levels, it was kind of just asking around, asking those who are taking the classes, you know, I didn't have my family to like, oh, can you help me with thermodynamics? No, like, okay, well, just like most of us, we're going to stay in tutor, go on Chegg, go on Khan Academy. And um, who are your mentors and your biggest supporters when you were studying in school? So I would say my big supporters, I only had one female professor um, during my undergraduate and she was amazing. All of the rest of my professors were males. Um, And this one female professor, I have to admit, like, there are really times when I would ask her and I would say, hey, you know, I have, I was doing my internship and going to school at night. And I would tell her like, hey, I'm running across this problem. Like one is particularly PPE. I have to wear a vest. All the vests are like big sizes. Nothing fits me. Or steel toe boots. I couldn't find steel toe boots in my size. And I was like, where can I buy things that fit me, a woman's body? Same thing with jumpsuits. Same things with hard hats. And she was really kind enough to let me know, like, I just want to let you know, this is going to be for the rest of your life. Society has yet to really (laughs) help things out for women, which now I'm starting to see more of that. So it makes me happy. But I've had one professor, Dr. Kennedy. She's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful to have, you know, people who can really get you, like, the inside scoop of what the industry is going to be like in the future for you. Oh, definitely. It's really, really helpful because especially, you know, just woman questions. I worked a lot in construction and you have a porter body. And I would be like, Dr. Kennedy, like, if I'm on my period, like, where do I go? What do I do? Like, you know, there's certain things... I don't want to ask or talk to a man about, right? Um, and she was super helpful, gave me a lot of tips. So I'm really thankful to her. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what drew you to posting on Instagram and social media about your job? Yeah, so that came about, um, I had a friend of mine who reached out to me. She is the creator of Engineering Gals. And she was telling me, like, you know what? You should really talk about your job. She's a civil engineer. And um I didn't, at first I was kind of like, oh, it's whatever. I didn't, I just see myself as a nerd. You know, I do a lot of chemistry. I work behind a lab. I work in different fields. Like nobody wants to know about like, you know, tetramethyl ammonium hydroxide and how it hydrolysizes. Not everybody's fan, but um, I started to see on social media that everything is civil engineering, manufacturing engineering, chemical engineering. But once again, where do you see environmental health and safety engineering? That was kind of my niche. I seem to be the only one. And every now and then I do get some people who reach out to me like, oh, hey, I do what you do. Awesome, you know, but it's still a really small field. And I just wanted to come out there and like talk about it and then let, you know, students know or anyone who's interested that there's a whole different world out there with STEM. You can do so many amazing things and you don't have to have a degree like mine. You can still be a civil engineer or sustainability engineer, you know, go green chemistry, however, and still do what I do and still make you know, a contribution 
to the society, to your environment and work for, you know, any corporation that you want. You know, sometimes engineer, sometimes people feel with an engineering degree, you feel limited, but you're not, you can do so many things. Yeah, that's great. And um, I think it's awesome that you get to show like younger girls what the, what it's like being an engineer. It's not, you know, a lot of people have preconceived notions of what engineering looks like, like what a person who is an engineer looks like. So it's great to show people that it's not, it's not just like this one stereotype. Exactly. You can do anything you want. I've always been this firm believer. I mean, I've, I've, I've had pink hair. I've actually shaved the bottom of my hair. I've, you know, I've done it all. And I've gone to work like that. I don't think it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you do, how you look like. It's how can you do the job, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, what advice would you give to uh, young women and girls who are interested in going into your field? Um, definitely, if I had to meet any young girl, my biggest advice for her is to let her know not to give up because it is going to be hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. It just, it will be challenging. Doing your homework, studying for midterms and finals, exams, you know, the perseverance of, like, competing with other uh, colleagues, like male colleagues, just know that do not give up. Those are challenging times. It's temporary. It's not permanent. But whatever you want, you are capable of doing it. I mean, a perfect example, I work at Lockheed Martin, and um, I applied over 25 times and I got denied, 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 denied. And I, I just didn't stop. I just kept applying. I kept applying. But as I applied, I made sure to work on my experience. I started working for small private corporations in aerospace. I, you know, redid my resume. I went back to school and I made it my goal, my determination. I'm going to get there. And now I work there in upper management. So, yeah. So how would you like your career to progress in the future? Oh, yeah, I love this question because um, so now I made it a personal goal for myself, uh, excuse me, um, under 30 to be in upper management in uh, engineering, which I did it. Yay. So now my next step is to now work on. Uh, so as engineers, and maybe you're familiar with this, but engineers, you have a PE, your professional engineering license. So for uh, safety, we have a CSP. So I'm currently studying and working on my certified safety professional license. It's almost equivalent to a PhD. So I'm studying for that. It's a hard test. But that test is recognized globally and all over the world. Uh, and it's from federal, UN, all different standards for safety. And once I get that, I want to have my own consulting business focused related towards environmental health and safety. Um, would like I'd love to hire more women, people of color. And essentially, my goal is as an environmental health and safety working in many industries. That I have uh, construction, pharmaceutical agricultural aerospace under my belt. I've worked in all of these different industries. So now I want to be able to contribute and give back to these companies and look at their process, their procedures, their programs, and essentially make it safe, make it better, you know? And as women, as engineers, we've all worked in all these different fields and there's so many different ways how we can contribute. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women In. If you want to keep up to date on new episodes, follow the Instagram at womeninblog. You can find transcribed versions of interviews on the website womeninblog.com. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to follow the podcast on Spotify or whichever platform you prefer.